All right, welcome to another episode of the Pin High Podcast presented by Golficity. This week we're talking about the kind of controversial John Rom uh, WD after testing positive for COVID, just kind of going through that whole situation. Uh, we're going to talk about the Brooks and Bryson beef again, you know, the whole thing going on. A little bit of women's golf, you know, lady golf uh, is important too. And then we're going to cap it off with some picks for the Palmetto Championship, brand new course at a Congaree Golf Club or whatever it's called. So let's get into it. Or whatever it's called. You were doing so great until whatever, or whatever it's called. Yeah, I don't know. I, I what was it? Congre- I, 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 I'm just fine. I'm just fine. I, I just funny. Or <laughs> golf club. Yeah. What is it? Right, well, I mean, we'll get right into it. Yeah. I don't. What is it? Congre what? Congre golf, yeah. golf club. I got it right. Golf club. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So no, you got, we, you got to go. You, you got it right. I got it right. Um. But yeah, let's get in. Let's get into inside the ropes right off of the off the bat. The whole John Rom situation, I don't I mean, I feel like what I've seen in the comment sections of people are just like annoyed at the PGA tour. Like they're like, oh, why couldn't he play by himself? Why couldn't you like just blah, blah, blah. It's like, I mean, like you're putting a such a bad situation there for the PGA tour. Like, you, I mean, like you can't really let someone play who has COVID. It's just like, I know no, people are vaccinated, can. but it's like. I don't know. We're I'm not that it. far. We're not far enough removed from COVID where you can just be like, oh, you have COVID. No problem. Just keep playing. No, we're not. I mean, well, they could have handled it better. It could have handled it a lot better. Yes. I mean, they they literally waited for him to get like off the 18th green and told them like, while well, the cameras are on him. And that oh, was yeah. just like, and like also like the guy has COVID and like you got these rules officials like in his ear, like next to him and then there's a picture of him on the cart with his caddy his caddy doesn't care like like he's got the mask on the car and his caddy's just sitting there like like touching him pretty much like well he's been with him the whole yeah, time the caddy, yeah exactly it's just like it's just like the caddy the caddy's probably the caddy's probably fully vaccinated too i'm just like, saying I don't, think, I don't think rom on the rom i think rom was in from what i heard rom was in close contact with someone early in the week or late last week right and and then and he got back like his first shot, like her vac- his first vaccination shot this week. Then yeah. that's why he continuously getting tested for for this week, like more than anyone else. And then obviously he tested positive. So I'm sure his caddy is, I mean, if his caddy doesn't have it by now, I'm sure he's fine, I guess. Yeah. Or he's been fully vaccinated, obviously. So But I think I think they should have yes, the like, wheeled them off and then told them like being like all right john come with me like 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 forget about the rest of this stuff just like come with us and like then you tell him that he has yeah. it. don't tell him like the cameras are right there in front of him like and he, like like cbs is like like they're basically just like wrapping the day up. they're talking about how excited they are for tomorrow the next like sunday drama's a six shot lead rom is gonna run away with the tournament and then you just see rom just Look, he's just so emotional at that point. Did you, like, did you have the fifty-four hole record or whatever at that point? Too? I think it was the record. It yeah, was the record. I mean, he I shot a sixteen under, right? He shot Overall. a sixty-four on on in round three. That is three wild. three rounds in the sixties. That's especially at Mirfield Village. There was like a th- like twelve hundred bogeys or something like that this week. He could have been the second person yeah. ever to defend. At, at uh the memorial as well. I bet you could guess who the first person is. Um, does it rhyme uh, with yeah, Liger um, Foots? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ches Revy. <laughs> Ches Revy, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's obviously that's it. That sounds right. Yeah. I completely forgot. I I honestly completely forgot Rom won last year too. I right. just, I just pictured more cow winning at the yeah. World Day. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it did it did kind of make it into a more like like a better tournament on Sunday, at least a better Sunday round. Because now you you took Rom out of the equation, who was six strokes up, and you had a bunch of guys. I mean, it came down to Cantley and Morikawa, but yeah, Cantley, Morikawa, Scheffler, 
um, all kind of battling it out there um, in the final round. So I low key thought uh, Shuffler had a chance to like. I, I thought he was gonna gonna like post like a a round in the clubhouse or post a score in the clubhouse and potentially win. That would have been an interesting thing. You know, like you don't really see often. Didn't I mean, Shuffler yeah. had a shank on one of the last holes too? I saw yeah. a video of that. Yeah. I, I, I forgot what hole it was. I mean, but... yeah. I mean, neither Morikawa or Cantley really took it on the final day. I think they, they shot even par, right? Yeah, even par yeah, in the final fun. round. Um, I mean, the thing is, Patrick Cantley had some unreal scrambling pretty much all day, and especially in the playoff holes and like the last polls. Hole too, yeah. Um, and and there was, I mean, there was also, I think they were on seventeen. And it just started pouring out, just drenching like rain all over the place. And uh, they like just kind of like sat there with their umbrellas for like 10 minutes, waited it out and it stopped raining. Get back on the course. Cantley has a 24 foot putt and he cans it right after the rain. That's ridiculous. Um, and then Morikawa had like a 12 foot putt also canned it right after the rain. So that was kind of insane. Well, I remember, I remember Pat, Pat and I were on 16 playing. We were playing that day uh yesterday and pat's pat just updating me on because i actually picked more cow to win this week and i was hoping more cow to win pat you had money you had money I bet ten dollars right? on them yeah um and i remember pat just saying they're in a playoff and then uh cantley is in the bunker more cow is six feet par and Cantley at 12 feet, and Cantley makes the putt for 12 feet. And I and I think we're both walking down 17 fairway. And I, I say, and we both say, like, we're not confident. Mark is making the Mark is making the six foot putt for par to extend the playoff. I think not I said all. he would make it, and then he just and then obviously he missed. But we were yeah, like, yeah, he's was, shaky. Yeah. It, I mean, after, it was, after it was, seeing after Cantley, Cantley made, we're like, oh, God. I mean, after seeing Cantley make these just bombs, like like the last three or four holes and in the playoffs, it's just, it's so heartbreaking for, for Morikawa to like try to follow that up. I haven't so, made oh, like, I imagine. I've, I like, I, 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 I'm trying to think of like what I think of Pat Cantley because like, in the past, I've picked him to win and stuff, and like I th- because of that, like you you have more interest in him. But I just I can't get myself to root for Pat Cantley. Not because I dislike him; it's just uh, the ultimate. I don't really care about this guy. Yeah, guy. I, like, I, I was like, eh. I was kind of going back and me. forth with uh, being the bookie on Twitter because being the bookie pretty much said like like I I can't really root for this guy. He just like. It's so quiet. Like I never like hear him exactly. say anything. It's just hard to root for. And I, I was just like, yeah, he's a silent assassin. Like that's that's literally what he is. Like everyone doesn't really talk. <laughs> everyone, everyone wants to root for the Burn Spieth, Phil Mickelsons, like the guys who are fiery, a uh, lot of character. Kind of go like they're kind of all over the place and kind of make it so that. It's just kind of it's entertaining to watch. Pat Cantley doesn't he doesn't seem doesn't move the needle doesn't move the needle that much. And I also think my first memory of Pat Cantley competing in a big golf tournament was the Masters when Tiger won, and I'm in Pat Cantley surges to the lead at one point. I, yeah. And I remember saying, "I'm like, if this guy wins, I will be so mad because I didn't really know of him at all at that point." And that's just that thought is just ingrained in my head. Okay, this guy almost took away Tiger's amazing moment, and he was he was right. And I would that's that's the that's the first thought I have in my head. That's just what I think of every time I think of him. I also kind of want to bring up. I mean, this has nothing to do with Cantley or or Morikawa, but if I'm not mistaken, I don't know what he did on Sunday. Ricky Fowler finished pretty pretty damn well, didn't he? Um, he did. He's yeah, he's he kind of like come back a little bit. Twenties. Now yeah, it's kind of like fu- it's kind of funny that you uh, that you just mentioned his name because I was actually looking through the U.S. Open qualifying like just it. right now just yeah. to see because uh, the Ohio field oh, was just man. absolutely crushed. Our guy Ches it, it always is. Our guy Ches he went twelve under. He's leading the Ohio thing, so he's going to make it into the U.S. Open. Um, so let's go, Ches. Um, we so he's gonna is that qualifying? He's played both rounds. He's twelve under. Like there's no one's gonna catch up to that. Um, Ricky Fowler. Oh, so 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 it's not done. Well, so Ricky Fowler's on through thirteen. He's three under. 
he needs to get to five under, maybe six. Interesting. To make it. So okay. he might he might not qualify. Like right now, he's outside looking in. Mm. Interesting. That's very. That's very interesting. interesting. Okay. Now, I would love at- to be able to watch that golf. That would be really fun. I know. I I I want to watch that. I really That'd be want fun to watch, to watch for sure. And if you look at the top sixteen, I think it's sixteen. Make it the top sixteen spots. They're all names that we know. Like there's maybe one or two names in there. That, like, like you don't what? Remember. Like right now, Ches Revy, Eric Van Royen, Wyndham Clark, JT Poston, Martin Laird, Brendan Steele, Rafa Capreo, Bello, Dylan Fratelli, Charles Schwartzel, Wow, Sun-Hu Kane, Adam Hadwin, Peter Malnati. So yeah, it's, it's all Nate guys. Lashley, are... Keegan Bradley, like they're just mainstays. Like pretty much mainstays. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly Patrick next year Harrington. we should go. To, we should go to one of these next year because it's literally like yeah, going to a PGA Tour tournament. That's like, so sick. <laughs> but with like pretty much almost not many. I mean, I don't want to say no fans because I don't. I have no clue really about it. But like, I can't imagine a lot of people are there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think we should we should try that out next year. I, I have a hard time believing like for some reason that people don't show up to this though. Cause like, what you just get to follow Ricky Fowler with no one around him for I know exactly. 18 holes. That's so, like, well, that sounds it's two, it's two rounds. They play two rounds. So like you could fall, you have to, it's a long day. They call it the longest day in golf kind of, kind of moving oh, on yeah. to that um, us open qualifying this week, tons of big names in these tournaments. Um, uh, and like, I, I'm, I'm just looking through them right now because like, obviously this morning they weren't, they only finished one round. Uh, I mean, you guys will know on Wednesday who's, qualified and stuff right i mean if you go but to the we're recording uh, on monday night so yeah if we go to the jupiter florida you got patrick rogers fabian gomez uh brandon grace are notables that are that so many guys that like done. are all done yeah they're gonna make it yeah but like mm-hmm. yeah um ricky needs patrick harrington is one back of the cut right now too he's yeah, right I mean, there yeah, and then in the New York, Cameron Young, who I think is the leader on the uh, Corn Ferry Tour right now, points leader in the Corn Ferry Tour. Oh, really? Uh, won the, okay. uh, won the uh, New York one. Three other guys, I don't really know who they are. Uh, bad, yeah. beat, bad beat for Rob Oppenheim. He's in as the... Zach Zabak, Zach Zabak went to UConn. Uh, they actually, some of the guys I was with today were talking about him, how he was he was playing well in today's qualifying. That's really cool. He's he's qualified. I mean, yeah, a lot uh, of big names. I mean, I'm looking at where where is this one? Uh, South Carolina, John Huh, he made it in. Yep, Akshay Bhatia made it in. Sam Ryder. Oh yeah, the 19 year old, right? Yep. So I mean, th- it's crazy, and you got to go pretty low to 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 make it. Oh um, yeah, got to be in the 60s. Both. Corey Pine's gonna be so cool, dude. Cause like yeah, we we watch a tournament there every January with the Farmers Insurance, but like we don't watch it like tipped out, or, or we probably do watch it tipped out. But like in U.S. Open conditions, like rough, the rough, the rough is probably mm-hmm. so brutal. The rough is brutal during the Farmers Insurance, like pretty brutal. Yeah. And the, mean, what is what is the winning score of the Farmers Insurance? You're like twelve under ish. Yeah, it's I not. It's I, I don't think it's that much. Like, I guess some. I think sometimes it's been like closer to ten. Yeah, like it's it's like it's so, yeah, it's not it's not an easy tournament. And when they grow the rough out and play like and play it like U.S. U.S. Open, wouldn't be surprised if it's one of those awesome. like last year. I mean, minus Bryson maybe because Bryson just broke the course last year. Yeah. But like other than that, nobody was under par. So I mean, it is crazy yeah. to see like the amount of names that don't qualify that have to grind to get get in the field. Mm-hmm. Like I'm even like looking like Keith Mitchell got beat out by like four guys. I don't even know who they are. You know, that's just so, like not a lucky day of golf, but like a it's it's one day I mean, of golf. Dude, so you Keith can either have went, it or you don't. Keith Mitchell went uh seven under in two rounds. He didn't make it. So you have to have so, a good Patrick week. Patrick Rogers, week. your boy Pat. Your boy yeah. Pat Patrick Rogers uh, is qualified. Ah, golfing in Florida. He's like not actually my boy. Like I would never like watch him, but like he's just I. I no, pick him a lot, I feel like you, you pick him a lot. You do. Yeah, but it's yeah, like, I mean, yeah. I think I think U.S. Open qualifying is is fascinating. Just like the fact that they have to play these like, oh, two rounds in one day, and like and you're playing. There's PGA pros. There's PGA like pros from clubs. Like I've Pete heard that played today. The pin locations are absolutely ridiculous. Like, I mean, it's like it's like a Monday. Oh, it's like a Monday qualifier with big names. Yeah, that's kind of how I put it. There's a there's a pro at our at my club, 
in Connecticut. And I think he played in – he got to the final Ooh. round of qualifying, I think, Corey. Oh, right, right, right. He's on, like, the Latin America, yeah, right? He, he got, yeah, some, I think so, yeah. And he got to the final round of U.S. Open qualifying. I think Will was caddying for him. And yeah. I forgot, I think it was at Westchester Country Club. And Will said he, the pin location was on the very, very front of a green with like a 20 yard false front dropping down. And if you don't hit the, if you hit it over the, past the pin, you, if you putt it, it'll roll off the green. And if you land it short of the pin, it'll roll out. Like it was just, you, you'd have, it would take like four chips to ch- just chip it up there and get it in the perfect spot. It was, that's crazy. It's, it, yeah, it's I sound, think he told me about impossible. that story. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was something like that. Something just ridiculous. Conditions. You pretty much have to shoot two rounds in the '60s to make it through. Um, I mean, our guy Pete Bowell played. And even then, Rob Labritz played. So many people shoot like not great in the first round. They just withdraw because like there's no point of playing the second round. Yeah. So I mean, that, that's just kind of yeah. How it goes. Yeah. Speaking of Westchester Country Club, so. Bear, bear with me. So I randomly met oh the uh, the uh, squash pro there this this weekend. The squash uh, pro. Uh, yeah, I met the squash pro at the bar. And interesting. He, his arm was in a sling. I'm like, so how does that work? But anyway, that's really just what leads me to my next point is I met Bob Menery at the bar this weekend. Oh yeah. Oh, you did tell you did say that. Yes, that's really I cool. Almost asked him to come on the pod, but then he got like a call from his like girlfriend. I was like, ah, okay. So I guess I'm not gonna call him. Or not yeah, gonna yeah. ask him, but that would have been he would have been electric to have on the podcast. Really nice guy. Imagine if you're just if somehow, some way, I qualified for the final qualifying of the U.S. Open, and I was just paired with just Ricky Fowler, just like in the second round. Like yeah. how 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 sick? I wouldn't even care how I played Patrick that Diamond how on the bag. That too? be <laughs> yeah. That how 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 sick would that be? Just you're looking over on the putting green and just Ricky Fowler's right there, just putting, and you're you're putting to the same. I'd I'd purposely putt to the same hole as those guys, just to putt to the same hole and be right next to them. But <laughs> I like, mean, you couldn't, you couldn't, way, you I'm, you I'm probably wouldn't be the worst. Place. Like some guy shot a 95 in one of the qualifiers today, 95, 85 for 180, 36 over par. If I was terrible on one of them, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care at all. Just get me out, get me out there with one of them. That's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Some then, someday I, I I will try I will try to qualify one day. U.S. <clears throat> Open. See what happens. I'll see what happens. Did I? Uh, won't be great. Did you saw you said here like Jason Day didn't sh- didn't even show up? Yeah. So he withdrew this week from the Memorial, citing back injuries. Uh, okay. Um, uh, and he had a tea time today in one of the qualifying events, and he didn't even show up. Uh, he. Decided. I guess he was injured, so he didn't show up. Wasn't really much of a surprise, apparently. But it, it kind of sucks to see because, like, obviously he's he's competed in the past ten U.S. Opens. He has two runner-ups. He has a T four, um, and he also has two wins at Torrey Pines. So it, it's kind of tough gotta, for him. You gotta wonder if oh, Jason Day will ever be back. Like, he was. I mean, no. He was kind of back last year. Like, like he, maybe he needs a fusion. He? Probably not that old. <laughs> Probably like 34. Well, I mean, these back injuries I also feel are just like, going to keep coming up. Yeah. Jason didn't, he, he, he was out, for, he was like out of it for a while. And then he kind of came back last year for a little bit. He was playing decent last year. Yeah. I think we talked about this yeah, before he was. too. He was, he, he was playing decent and he wasn't, he wasn't winning competing in majors, didn't really seem like, but he was, he was, he was there in a couple of tournaments, a couple WGC, stuff like that. Still yeah, has so he, that nice he, short he was game. Getting back into it. He does. Yeah, he's he's. I hope he comes back. I used I loved him when he. Was yeah, I feel like you were a huge Jason Day guy. Awesome. I was a I was a huge Jason Day guy. He won the players, and I was so happy for him when he won the PGA. It was I I loved him. Should uh should we talk about some ladies golf? Yeah, the we ladies should. golf was pretty electric this week. Now it was a real shame that they put it on at the same exact time as the end of the memorial, like. I was on Twitter and like I was flipping back and forth and like it was just like kind of hard to to keep track of, um, especially when they're on the playoff holes and like the ladies are going up 18 and there's four people tied at like the same score. Um, but I mean, the big story coming out of the ladies golf is Lexi Thompson kind of choked it away. 
I mean, I think she had a six-shot lead at one point. She had a five-shot lead going into the day, a four-shot lead at the churn, um, and she ended up T3. Yeah, that's... The Olympic Club looks that's awesome. Oh, I yeah, love it. It, it, looks, it looks so cool. All, okay. all the videos I saw of it looks so, so cool. I mean, Lexi, I mean, she was just like, she was kind of like pin hunting and like at the Olympic club, you kind of just got to hit it short and let it roll up. Like the other, the other girls were, were just hitting it short and letting it roll up. She was pin hunting. Balls are going over the back of the green. Balls are landing short and rolling off the front, going into bunkers. Um, if you hit it into the rough, you're done. Like the, like, they just couldn't get it out of the room. You guys, of did course. you guys watch the uh, the, the foreplay? Play. I did. Uh, I watched. Yeah, I watched it. I they watch they it. played eighteen at uh, Olympic Club. It looked pretty, pretty damn hard. I mean, <laughs> Lurch, Lurch shot a seventy-seven. Yeah, Lurch Olympic is a good golfer. Uh, it's weird, but like um, he is now. So the the they ended up going into a playoff between um, two girls, and the girl who won, who is actually only nineteen years old. She literally has Rory McIlroy swing. Like yes, I they saw have that. The I've same that exact swing. swing. I saw them side by side. I was like, whoa. Like and like she has so much power too. Like for for like a woman, she's like this little like five foot two like um girl from the Philippines, and she has Rory McIlroy swing. It it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, dude, you see these girls and like they're averaging like two ninety off the tee. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it when I saw her swing because, like, I'm like, like I know that swing. I'm going to watch it right now. I'm watching right now. But the other thing I heard is that they took the coverage off of NBC for the gymnastics. For and the put it onto the golf Olympic channel. Trials, too. Because they went into and a put playoff. put it onto the golf channel. Yep. That's, I mean, that's just, like, it I would never do that for, like, the men's US Open. Up. Oh, no, they went to NBCSN never. for the no, playoff. No, they went also, to the golf channel. Or that's what I meant. They went golf to the channel. golf channel for the playoff. Yeah, they took it off. But of also, television. why? Oh, that's tough. That's tough. But looks. because, but but because also, I, I also heard and saw that because they were worried about conflicting with the gymnastics, that they put the groups out in threesomes so much earlier in the day. And they're they're at the Olympic Club. They're in San Francisco. This could this could have been prime time golf for everyone to watch right after the memorial ends. Go watch prime time golf. But they had to then instead they put them on threesomes at the exact same exact same time, and they bump it for U.S. Olympic trials. You for see, time. like yeah. on top of that, also like so obviously you've seen, we we everyone saw like the. Uh, the like women's basketball like weight room and and like yeah, just how yeah, ridiculous yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, like the college yeah. women's college world series is like similar, like in that like it's just not like equal. Like they're they're playing like way more like condensed of a schedule. Like they're they're almost already done, and like the college baseball is isn't even the super regionals, um, mm-hmm. and like they're uh, they they haven't had like like access to showers and like, and they've had to play like three, like two days in a game or two games in one day after like, like eight hour stretches, no access to showers. Like, it's just like on like, like yeah, this double, too. Bogey of the, double bogey of the week. Yeah. Just like the NCA and, and NBC, not like, I don't know, just botching it with, with, it's, with these ladies, it, it, uh, it was, with this lady sports. I mean, I mean, they, the whole, they had to the get whole, have good ratings too. I feel like I feel like people were watching this. Like, like I was on Twitter, and obviously, like we follow a lot of golf people, and like everything's golf. But like, people were invested into this, and like, yeah, they just moved it off of NBC when they were probably getting pretty good ratings. And like, I kind of like watching the women golf because it's like a better representation of like how I play on the golf course as far as like distances and stuff. Like, you know, if they're hitting a 280 yard drive, I'm like, yeah, I do that. Like, I have a similar mm-hmm. shot in. Like, I don't know. I just, I kind of like watching the woman, woman play. So, I, I, I think mean, it's, well, I think the whole, you said it was Bogey of the Week was how they, how they treated this in t- reference to the women's softball and women's basketball. The whole, the whole week of golf it was such a great week of golf, but so much stuff happened. But then there was also so much 
stuff that could have been so much better if it like if it was handled properly in terms of TV, in terms of ROM, in terms of uh everything like that. It, it it's they're so close to getting it, I think, perfect where the coverage and uh putting the women's golf ball in prime time and then going and then the ROM and then ROM playing great. And you could, they literally could have gone from the memorial. People could have watched the memorial and then gone straight to the fight, the women's U.S. Women's Open. But instead, they're on at the same time, and it's tough to flip I mean, back yeah. and forth between the two. They caught it a get, little they're bit. They're both probably going to a playoff at the same time too. I it's, think they intended. Hard. I think they intended on that. Um, it got they got a little unlucky when when Morikawa and Cantley were going into the playoff. The women were literally hitting their tee shots on the 18th hole. Um, yeah, seventy second like, hole of the U.S. Open. Like, you... like if it, it could have been like it would have been so flawless if the memorial ended, and then I flipped yeah. over and they were on the 18th hole. That would have been sick. So, so like that would have been absolutely perfect. But that's and both went to a playoff. They both yeah. They're they're, they're really close. They just they, they are so yeah. close. And whatever. I, I think, sounds the, like I think the coverage was pretty good for the women's golf um, when they were on NBC. Um, I don't yeah, know if you guys saw this. There's the Lowam, she was like 17 years old, like still in high school. I and did like, hear about she that. She had yeah. an inter- she had an interview and like she just knocked it out of the park. Like literally was better than the pros with the with the interview, like and how she handled it. Getting where interviewed. She, where, where where is she from? It's not easy, I feel like. It's like that's hard. That's that's not she it out of the park. Like I, I swear, like all these like the US are like, open? yeah. A 17 at like at the US Open, at like the, the biggest like yeah, I mean, she she shot three over for four days. Like, that's insane. That's like, she's so probably gonna impressive. become she's probably gonna become a star. I mean, the girl yeah, who I won imagine. it was only nineteen years old as I mean, well. So, I mean, like, yeah. women's golf is on the rise here. Like, there's a lot of good young players. Kind of like the PGA Tour, like in a sense. Like, it's kind of yeah, kind of like the same thing. I don't think I don't think the game. I think after this this week was really the. Uh, Kind of like, like people realize, okay, women's golf is is legit. I mean, I yeah, this, this, I mean, this, 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 this might have been the week. It does kind of suck though that Lexi Thompson couldn't. Kind of sucks that Lexi Thompson couldn't hold on to it because, like, right now Americans are not having a great time on the LPGA. Oh um, yeah, the last yeah. twelve majors now, I think it is, um, an American hasn't won on the LPGA. Oh, it's boy. been an international winner like the last 12 so yeah so who's like who are the top ones besides it's lexi thompson daniel kang mm, it's kind of this, it this amateur i guess probably if she's if she's from the u.s kind of the same and uh she is it's i mean it's the same thing and I, I was gonna say it's not women's tennis because women te- women's tennis there's like some good americans but like men's tennis there's like no good americans that like actually win majors so it's like yeah, i don't know some yeah, of these sports true. just get dominated by by um non-americans yeah i guess women's golf is one of them i mean the, the koreans have been really dominating women's golf lately yeah i feel like you live on the golf channel on sundays jeek yeah if i'm home i'll be on the golf channel unless yeah there's, there's hockey or football i mean but it, it goes from football to the golf channel i feel like so like, like in season not that i've been lacking with my amount of golf watching but i've kind of been lacking with my amount of golf watching just because like yeah there's so much going on like there's, there is. There's, there's the the Nets are, are making making a run, forty three point win tonight. Not a big deal. Uh, Islanders are 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 on a run. Like NHL playoffs are great. NBA playoffs are great. It's hard to watch golf. It's hard to watch the end of a round or something when Trey Young's like splashing on the Sixers. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. It's like or the, the, not the end of a round, like a middle of like a set. I don't know. But like, and we're trying to like, and for me personally, I'm I'm trying to caddy on. Trying to play golf, yeah, and then trying to and then play. It's uh, I'm done. It. It's 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 long. It's a long day, and then you come home, and it's. I mean, looking for U.S. Open will be awesome because it's in prime time, prime time U.S. Open golf, best kind of golf in the world. It's I cannot wait for that to happen. And I feel like a lot of people can kind of agree with that, no matter how old you are. I mean, more more than likely, if you're listening to this podcast you're not in like not like a child um but like i feel like everyone has things to do during the weekend yeah exactly watching golf unless sundays are pretty easy to be home unless like the yeah. only excuse is like 
you're watching playing golf, pretty, golf or like playing like or playing, playing golf, playing or, golf. Or, yeah. or something. Yeah. So like most likely like playing golf is the one excuse, which that was it for us this weekend. Uh-huh. Um, but once, once these playoffs end, it's going to be like nice golf season where you, you will be tuned in to like, it's almost like men's golf. It's, well. golf it's almost like the majors it's come in like a little too early. Like you'd be pushed back just a little yeah. bit. <laughs> no, I could I see that honestly. I think the Masters can, is a perfect I time. I think the Masters is a perfect time. I think the PGA the could be time. later. Well, I mean, the PGA, the PGA used to be later. They used to have it later on, if you remember. It, sure. I know, but, yeah, but I, I, I think it's still the, the, the problem with the PGA. Period. The problem with the PGA being so late, so much later, was that uh, I feel like once the Open ended, once the U.S. Open and British Open ended, it's like oh. The PGA for like it, it was it was kind of an app yes for thought major uh it's like a great like it's it it was it, what it means is I feel like it means more even in May that's the whole that yeah I think yeah. the PGA could be the PGA could be where the U.S. Open is now the U.S. Open could be like you know sometime in July and the Open could be sometime before the FedEx Cup playoffs in like early August or something. And I think that would be a better, I don't know. I think that would be better. Yeah. Th- Thank th- you. Cause like, not even moving back another, not even moving back a whole month, moving back two weeks. I don't even you, like, honestly, yeah. You want to have, you, you, you want to give them, you want to give people yeah. time if they go to, if they go from the British Open back to the US for the FedEx Cup playoffs, you want to give time for that. And that's like, that makes sense. I understand. You got to let it breathe one. in between majors. You got to let it breathe. I, I, I agree. I don't I don't maybe don't even like how close the PGA and the US Open are because I want to be like amped up for a major. Like yeah, all the yeah, time. You, <laughs> you think like even, I even know like, even like I'm amped up tennis, for these majors. Like tennis. Imagine like, how this is this is completely out of pocket, but imagine oh, imagine if they played all the majors like in four weeks, just like back to back to would back. Suck. To back. <laughs> That'd be that would so suck. Funny. That would be <laughs> awful. I mean, it would be, be four weeks I mean, of electric I, I, I golf, but that I, would suck. I, yeah, I was, I was, gonna, I was gonna say I would complain, but that would if if you got hot like during those just like four weeks, like you're just yeah. like some random golfer and you got hot during those four weeks and just won like, Todd, three of the majors. <laughs> Brendan, this is a Brendan put 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 it in mid November and Brendan Todd wins those wins those tournaments. Yeah, I know. that'd be so funny. It's like. That'd be a sick month, though. That would be one month out of the oh year, and that'd have to be like your favorite month. It'd be like, oh, okay, it's it's whatever. It's it's June. It's major June month, baby. Major month, month, baby. It's major <laughs> month. It's just golf all what the, all the do you time. Make it to, do you make it the same more too? Did you go Masters, PGA, U.S. Open, British Open? Is that yeah, what you sure, do? I guess probably. But every year, it, I, I might well, I might end with the Masters every year. I might flip it. I might end with the Masters every year. No, I, I like the Masters. As I feel first. like you have. To, I feel like you have to start with the Masters because that's it's like it's been. For it's so, so spring, or I guess it I wouldn't guess. be spring right. then. Maybe it, it it means it means the Masters when the Masters comes on, you know. Okay, it's golf. The weather's now. turning. It's official. It's officially golf season. Wait, who said we weren't putting then, major month in like November? <laughs> that's what I was saying. I was like, well, I was like, if, if it's maybe it's not spring. Like maybe it's in November and Brendan Todd goes back to back to back to back. Okay, this might be well, one of the that, if, this might be if, one of the wildest hypotheticals we've ever. What if, what, what, what if you <laughs> if you put on if you put on April, nothing's going on in April besides like the end of NBA season, end of NHL season. That's it. Nothing else is going on in the in the in April. Well, maybe not anymore though. COVID has flipped the whole professional sports schedule on its. Freaking they're gonna go head. back. They're gonna go back to more. Normal, I don't. Though, I, I hope they don't. I like Dude, this. I, I want. I wonder what the people listening to this are thinking right now. Like, <laughs> what, are, what are they talking? I think about? they like this. I think they they might like this really? better than than what we usually do. I like this. I like. I. I, I it's I more fun for us, and I think it's more fun to listen to when it's more fun for oh. us. There's no formula for a good podcast. Well, anyway, put that on my tombstone. Put that on my tombstone. We should we should get it moving though. I think we should move into the the people champ of the week. Whatever. Put it on my tombstone. There's no formula for a good podcast. It's a good quote, and it also mean it also encapsulates how much I hate math. 
Okay, so People's Champ of the Week. I don't know if you guys saw this one, but uh, over on the European tour, uh, a guy named Marcus Armitage. I did see this. This is really uh, cool. Yeah, he he qualified. He won. Uh, it was his first win in 71 attempts on the European tour um, and qualified for the US Open. And he said that his goal was to win since that since his mom passed away two years ago. And that was like the only thing he wanted to do. So uh, pretty that emotional was... over there. And he gets to play in the US Open, which is pretty sick. So Oh, yeah. oh he does? That, that's really cool. I know you put, got to so play in the US Open. you get a win on the that's European awesome. tour, that, that clinches it for you? Yeah, I guess you get exempt. You get exempt. That's cool. I, I, I think it was a decently... Was it a decent big European? Yeah, Paul Casey was in the field. Um, I saw Paul Casey was in the field. Yeah, I mean I, the interview is really really cool. If you haven't watched it, he's just he's so emotional, and it's just you can tell it means that uh, more than anything in the world for him. Yeah, it was. This, um, it was the the European it's Open, really cool, which is a pretty big one. The European, the European. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah. So yeah, uh, uh, good for him. That was a pretty good story. Cool to see. So. Before we move into the skin, I'm just gonna, you know, pay a little, little bit of tribute to the RBC Canadian Open, RIP. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe it'll be back next year. Probably will be. Um, yeah, it will most definitely be. Back. Yeah, it'll be back next year. Honestly, usually a pretty good tournament. Yeah, I'm, I always like watching out because the, the Canadian people show out for that tournament. Yeah, I, I always like, like watching oh, out for the Canadian golfers. Like you just it's got a Canadian... bunch of huge like Corey Connor like. Adam Hadwin fans out there, like yeah, just, it's just the, it's they have the, bigger groups than Tiger, you know. <laughs> it's the Canadian National uh, Open, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. I mean, dude, Corey Connor also, has to win that event. Like, oh, he has to. That'd be sick. That'd be so cool. Got to bet on that next year. 20, yeah. I'm I'm all in on Corey Connor's uh, RBC Canadian. I love Corey Connor. Yeah. Okay, uh, but we can get uh, into skins with the course preview yes. of an all new golf club. Uh. But first, a little word from Roback. You probably noticed us wearing some new Roback merch over the past few episodes, whether it was uh, the hat both me and Jake are wearing right now. Trevor has one as well. A pullover or a collared shirt. We're partnering with Roback in 2021, and we couldn't be more excited. So head to the link in our bio, add the Roback merch you want, and you'll get 15% off just by using the link. So enjoy and crave activity. So, so skins, uh, we have the Palmetto Championship this week. Um, as we mentioned before, it's replacing the RBC Canadian Open this year due to travel restrictions. The course, they're playing at Congaree Golf Club, which is in South Carolina. Um, it's a private, private club. Looks, I don't know a whole lot about the club, to be honest, but it's playing par 71, 7,600 yards. I think it's a pretty tricky course. There's a lot of sandy waste areas. areas. Uh, I'm just using my South Carolina accent for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of water. Potatoes and areas. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Didn't catch on to that. Anyway, there's a lot of water, apparently, and it's a high-end <laughs> private golf club. And I guess it's probably similar to the concession last year. Kind of cool. I don't yeah. know how well. I mean, if it's seventy six hundred yards, I could. I would imagine it will, like you know, I won't concede a very low score. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see about it, concession. but it does make it really hard to make some picks because yeah, know like for instance, TBC Craig Ranch. I would be surprised if they get it again next year. I mean, they might just because yeah. they might have like a two year thing, but I would be surprised if they hold that down. The the yeah, agreed. That what is that? Not the Valero. Barnos. Yeah, Barnos. There we go. It was literally like four weeks ago. <laughs> they yeah. yeah. I knew. I knew that. I just forgot. All right. Anyway, there. There's so many Texas. Yeah, but the thing about the so the thing about TPC Craig Ranch is we like we know about that golf course. Like people have played it before. It's a yeah. public, well, relatively public golf course, and like uh, it's a TPC course. Like you, you know about it, but this course I know nothing about. Like I've never seen it. I don't know what it looks like. I just know nothing. Interesting. That's which I think Pat was. I I kind of don't have from it, but I think Pat was saying earlier that I think it's kind of cool going to courses that nobody knows anything about, and you're seeing it first time, like a private club, like like a concession, or like a Congaree golf club, or even like a 
if they somehow went to pine value never you never see that ever on tv right. or like seminal you, you never see those and i think it's so cool going to clubs like that i mean yeah, yeah i think the only the only thing you don't want is you don't want the pros to get to this course and then just absolutely destroy it you know like just you know 20 on yeah if you're the if you're the superintendent you're like you're praying you're like please don't rain please don't rain don't like soften it up but like yeah. i don't know you're just, you're you're t- hoping for tough conditions you're hoping it gets real dried out. Yeah, you're hoping you're hoping you're hoping to showcase it in front of the world, yeah. pretty much. And I, I think I think from what I've heard, this course this course is tough. I think it'll be, I think the, the winning score will be right around ten under par, which I think is a solid solid That's tournament. A, yeah, I think a good tournament like a ten to, to I think like and cap it at like thirteen or fourteen is like okay, that was a good that was a good turn. That was yeah, a good, like winning score. You have, yeah, it kind of goes both ways a little bit. It wasn't like it wasn't easy, but it wasn't super overly challenging. You could, if you you had to play well, but you couldn't, uh, you didn't have to shoot seventy-two if you wanted to win or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it will be interesting to see to see that what happens this week. The field, it's a little eh. We've been yeah. blessed. We've been blessed yeah. with a lot of really good fields lately, just just because of how the tournaments are. Laid but even out. week before but a major, it makes sense. But week before it's a major, week before a major, week before, a major, week before a major it's not a terrible field. Like considering, there's a lot of Europeans playing this week. I noticed, but yeah. um, you still have Brooks Kepka and DJ. Brooks likes to play the week before a major. Um, DJ obviously a South Carolina native. Um, was always going to play in this. Of course. Matthew Fitzpatrick, Tyro Hatton, Harris English, Sanjay M, Tommy Fleetwood, and Ian Poulter kind of round out the top half. And then there's kind of a bigger drop off after that. But there's still a lot to play for this week. Um, as we mentioned earlier, a lot of guys still haven't qualified for the US Open. Um, and a win would get them there. So um, there's going to be a lot of guys going for it this week. So with that, we should probably get into the DraftKings picks. We should. Um, I'll go first. So my first one, I'm going with CT Pan. Kind of interesting pick. I think it, it it has to be the first time in history I've picked CT Pan in anything. Because I think any first time anyone's picked. Yeah, I think anyone. Because yeah, I don't know. He's just not somebody I, I look at a lot. But he's actually very solid off the tee. I'm pretty sure he hits it pretty far for somebody who's like not okay. tall at all. Yeah. And uh. I wonder if he still has his wife on the bag, but anyway, we won't get into it. Uh, he's made, he's actually made three straight cuts, uh, 63rd in stroke skin approach. He's 80th around the green. He's actually pretty good tee to green too. So, I mean, without a lot of knowledge, uh, of the course, I, I like the, I like his current form of pulling together a few straight cuts. It's very weird seeing CT pan at the eight one number. Because normally you're like, oh, CT Panic, get him like out of steel. But like, that's just what the field's like this week. Yeah. I'll go with, I'll go with Pat Kazire, 9,100. Uh, he's played, he's played pretty well past couple, past few weeks. He had two T3s in a row before getting last week. Um, again, kind of in a weaker, weaker field this week. So he could take advantage of that. Uh, Memorial was obviously a tougher, much tougher test and a much tougher field in general. Uh, and he also is pretty good stroke skiing approach, 51st stroke skiing approach, 12th stroke skiing putting, 47th stroke skiing total. So I think a guy in his form playing in weaker field might give him a little confidence going to a tournament that no one really knows about. So you're playing well. I think I think the of course that you that no one really knows if you if you're playing better when into the week that helps a lot so it gives you more confidence for something that nobody knows about in general so yeah. i'll go pen kazar um my i guess he's more of a mid-value pick i'm gonna go with doc redmond he's eight thousand on DraftKings. hasn't had the best year but his game's kind of trending up a little bit he's made his last three cuts he has three top tens this year he's 66th in stroke skin approach but that kind of goes away up when he's playing well. I mean, last year in the 2020 season, he was 11th in strokes gain approach. So you know what's in there. If he has a good week, he'll be up there in strokes gain approach. Uh, this seems like the kind of tournament that he might be able to thrive in. I feel like he plays pretty well in some of these tournaments of not as good fields. And he's also not in the U.S. Open field next week, at least from what I know right now. So, I mean, he's got to play to win this week. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then my next pick, pick um, hear me out. It's a little bit of a weird one, but I'm going to go with Bryson Nimmer. He's 6,300. He's playing on a sponsorship oh. exemption. Um, he's from South Carolina. Uh, he actually knows my aunt. Mm. So uh, anyway, he's playing on exemption. He's played on, I think, four or no, five exemptions this season on the on the PGA Tour and the Corn Ferry Tour, and he's made the most of it. He's made the cut in every single exemption um, except the RV, RBC Heritage. So he's four for five this season, and he's a South Carolina native. So, I mean, at low value at 6,300, but you want the guy to make the cut, he makes the cut for the most part. So, I mean, kind of throwing it out there, but yeah, it is something to, worth noting, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, so going off of the South Carolina theme, I'll go with Matt Neesmith. Nismith. Nismith. I think that's what we said, right? Or Neesmith. It's Neesmith. Oh, that'd be that's we're calling Naismith. Naismith. I don't know. That that, that that makes that makes sense. Yeah. Uh he's seventy eight hundred. He's from South Carolina, went to South Carolina. So my guy, uh, I picked him. A, I picked him a couple of times. I don't think it's really worked out too well when I picked him, but I think I picked him at the RBC Heritage too, actually. But uh, I remember him being his stats aren't loading for some reason on the PG Tour uh, website. So, but I remember him being a great iron player, great driver of the ball, great overall ball ball striker. So, and obviously he's played South Carolina courses before and knows these greens, knows these courses well. So. Uh, pretty sure he has a first round leader this year. First, he, 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 yeah, uh, I think, he I think he does. He really he does. Yeah, yeah. like a joint first round leader somewhere. I remember that though. Yeah, I mean, also PGA Tour fix your website. Like half of the guys like don't load sometimes. Yeah, it's weird. Him, like, him and the two the two guys I look up the most. Him and Abraham answer their profiles don't work. You have to go yeah. to their. You have to go to the, just the stats page and just go through the one and there's control f and find them but that's so annoying though like it I, is it is it's almost like okay i'm just not gonna pick this guy because i can't find pretty much stats. yeah yeah uh but yeah my last one 7800 uh kind of went with two like low to mid guys uh rafael cabrera Bayo. he's made three straight cuts as well i feel like we've kind of have a common theme here without even knowing it uh but he went t21 t32 t37 in that feel like for the mid like that's pretty damn that's pretty good like uh for like that 7800 uh price range i uh, gained a ton of strokes off the tee this weekend and uh except for saturday he hit a, hit a tough day but you can just blame that on just an off day uh but i like him to do well this week yeah uh, he also played two rounds today in u.s open qualifying he shot a 67 and a 69 so okay yeah you know, good for him that out there i good think he's him. gonna i think he's gonna make it um, okay. All right. And then for skins, uh, this week we have two skins on the line. I think we went 0 for 3. We did go 0 for 3. Yeah. Trev got close on the winner. Uh, Calm workout. Mm, he did. So, losing in the playoff. He almost got the skins, but um, no blood. Yeah. Uh, so let's go reverse. Jeek, you go first. Trev goes second. I go third. All right. So for the yeah. winner this week, I'm going to pick somebody who needs to win to get into the U.S. Open field, and that's Keith Mitchell. He didn't make the qualifying in the U.S. Open qualifying. I just looked it up. Um, he just missed out on the alternate spot as well. So he's going to need to win this week to make it into the U.S. Open. He currently sits at 158th in the world, so the win is really what he needs. He can't really do anything else. Um, he's only made 12 of 20 cuts this year, but he's made five in a row right before the Charles Schwab, which is the last tournament he played. Uh, he has top two top tens this year, includes a T3 at the Wells Fargo, which was only a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and once again, needs motivation, needs to win. So might as well pick him to win. Yeah. Um, and then for best bet, there were DraftKings and uh, FanDuel are a little slow on Monday evenings now. So going with the matchup bet, uh, Camilo Viegas against Rory Sabatini. I think it's even. We're going to go Viegas and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of random. Feel like he plays well in some of these tournaments. Usually see his name near the top of the leaderboard, so I kind of like it. He's Vijegas, isn't he? Vijegas, I don't know. <laughs> I'll go with Matt Fitzpatrick as a winner, plus 1,300. I think I picked him at concession as well. Just a guy who plays gritty golf. I think the scores are going to be a little higher so i think they'll it will be more challenging he plays he knows how to play 
those tough those tough condition courses. He's 14 strokes game off the tee, 19 strokes game putting, 18th strokes game total. So he has the stats, he has the obviously the pedigree to go behind that, and not a great field either. So he's not going to be competing against the best players in the world like at WGC event like he was in, I think, February. That's when it was. Uh, my best bet, I'll go with Naismith over Van Royen again. Van Royen, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know. I haven't heard from him since. The only thing I've heard from him in the past year and a half is him smashing that team marker at the PGA. Uh, so if you're talking about ball striking, I guess he's a good ball striker. Uh, but... I think, I, I think he actually qualified for the U.S. Open in one of those qualifying sites that we were looking at. But Naismith, South Carolina boy, go Cox. Best bet over him, over uh, Ben Warren. Um, so mine's Patton Gazire. He's uh, plus 46.50, so 46.5 to 1. This is more just like this. I, I decided to go with feel this week for the winner. I just wanted to like not pick a top guy, but pick someone like, you know, like mid- like the obviously forty six and a half to one's pretty good odds. Uh, also, my roommate, shout out Jackson Quinn, loves this guy for for no reason. Always picks him in DraftKings, uh, and for the same reasons Trevor said earlier, he's a good ball striker, really good putter, I think too. Um, just overall solid stats. And I think he's playing, he is. He's, yeah. playing, he's playing well. Uh, so then my best mm-hmm. bet is Alex Norin minus one twenty five over Ian Poulter. Uh, he's gained strokes in. He gained strokes in all like every single category last weekend, and he had a final round of four four under sixty eight. Uh, so I, I like him. I like him this week. And then, do we have a first round leader? Um, Can we, we go with right Derek Higo. Let's do it. Can we go with Higo. What's the odds? But there's I no don't odds. even know. Oh, <laughs> there's no. they're not out. He's I think he's forty six and a half to one to win as well. So probably sixty to one. First round or something like that. Are they out, Jeek? No, they're not out yet. All right. Well, you'll know by they'll they'll be out by the time you listen to this podcast. It's probably like fifty five to one if I had to. to yeah, maker. somewhere around there. We'll go with yeah. that. Yeah. Also, Derek I do want to mention. I do want to mention. We kind of cursed Joaquin Neiman last week. Uh, he was the, he missed the, the cut. cut. He was the cut leader. It, Consecutive cuts, and he missed the cut. I saw that. I saw it for. Uh, I saw he missed the cut. I said, He's a cut leader now. I, I, I literally That's said, what on I was the getting to, it was bound so. to happen. I mean, it was bound to happen at some point. I said it. So I picked him. We we all picked him several times. And we, every single time we said, He's, He makes cuts. He makes cuts. He makes cuts. And then who's the cuts the leader? Cut. Yeah. So uh, Brendan Steele and Jason Kokrak were coming for you. Okay. 13 straight. Brendan Steele. We, we, we haven't heard of Brendan Steele since. He's made 13 cuts in a row. So. Oh, uh, Brendan Steele has been, he's been in contention at places. Huh. Sony Open, he is in the final group. Yeah, he's That's got right. a T3 okay. at the Honda, T4. Well, the Zerk doesn't really count. T4 at the Sony Open. Yeah. The Honda was kind now, of. Zerk, the, the, the Zerk always throws me off. I see, like, oh, he finished second in the Zerk. And then I'm like, oh, he's made, like, he's uh, made every Zurich. He's made every cut since the Sony Open. He's made every cut since January. Wow. 17th. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's and, and J- Jason Kokrak as well. So th- I'm yeah. just we're coming for you. So let's get in the clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, what are we? We we never we never plan in the clubhouse anymore, which I kind of like. It's kind of like oh, what are we no, going to no, talk no. about? This I we we we, we kind of did plan this. Actually. Oh, right. We're okay. Dead. It so, was the most dis- the most disappointing things in golf, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, par three of most disappointing things in golf. Disappointing things in golf. Yes. Okay, so I'll go first. I'll start. No, I'll start. I'll, okay, you start. Sparked by what happened. It was sparked by what happened to me, and I three-putted for par. That's over mine. Yeah. That's the best of us. You went two iron under the green on eight. And three-putted. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that was a second. Uh. You know, hitting a good drive on a par five, not having much in, and you go for it and chunk it, which happened to me. That happened on nine. So I had I had I had like one seventy five in, into into the ninth hole, and, and that happened to, that happened to me on seventeen. It. Yeah, I chunked into the water on seventeen. Yeah. That was bad. Um, yeah, I will go. 
with now this doesn't really happen to me because i'm not that good at golf but uh hitting your approach shot hitting the flag stick and it rolls all the way off the front of the green yeah seems like that could be terrible but it doesn't that really would be annoying it happens a lot in the pga tour i don't know a lot but like it does happen yeah, I mean, hit, hitting shot. the flag stick, you just hit a hit. You just hit a bullet, a pin right at the or something right at the pin, and it just, you know, it's not even close. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the next one, I'll probably go with uh, birdieing a hole and then coming out in the next one and like making triple. Yeah, yeah that, that's a big so one good. too. You feel uh, so good, and then you yeah. just everything. You just feel so bad after that, like one tee shot. I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, with uh, stubbing a putt, hitting the ground first. That was me. That's mine. like the worst feeling ever. I, I completely agree. Uh, I'll go with this replies from more so tournaments. I'll go with hitting a ball and losing it and having to run back to the tee and with the group and with the group behind you and hit a ball from the hit a ball with them and then yeah. run back to your ball wherever it is. That I've done I've done that before and is the is I swear the most embarrassing thing you could ever do on a golf course is that um, yeah because you didn't even hit a provisional and you just yeah yeah you thought you especially uh, and you can't find it and you have to sprint back to the tee and you're just like that this it sucks it absolutely yeah. sucks uh, another one I guess I don't even know. Um, I guess related to that, hitting, hitting a tee shot out of bounds and hitting a tee shot out of bounds and hitting the second one out of bounds, the second tee shot out of bounds too. Because you did that, right? That, that. I, I did that. I've done that in multiple At Oranoke? But right? Oranoke, I did. did yeah. Do Oranoke. Yeah. But because uh, then you get in that, you get in that little kind of no man's land of do I hit iron? Do I keep going driver? What I, I don't know what to do. What am I doing wrong? Like you're just your headspace is just you're completely you're done at that point because you, yeah. you don't know you don't know you don't know what you're gonna do next. So that's a that's like the worst feeling, most disappointing thing in golf ever. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, my last one is going to be just forgetting your wedge on 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 like the yeah. previous hole or something because you're just like. Oh, uh, like I do not want to go get that, especially if you're not in a cart. It's like, but either way, it sucks. But it's like, but like it is just worth it enough that I have to. And we also talked yeah, about doing a part exactly. three of things you would go back for. Oh yeah, we did talk about. That. Oh, that is a good one. Let's go into next week. Quick story. My my roommate. I was playing with him one day, and like we were in Boston. We don't have a car. Whatever. Um, we played 18, whatever, finished around, got an Uber, went back to his apartment, and he's like, where's my wedge? He left his wedge on 18 at the golf course. Uh, I was oh like calling, God. and wedge wedge has never been found. So that is the that worst, isn't worst, worst case. Isn't a, I'll, trade him, I'll trade him a wedge for no, a five. I, I sold him a wedge. Um, oh. Anyway, my last one, I'm going to group a couple of them together since you guys, I don't think, said any of them. One is hitting a ball into the fairway and not finding it at all. Like that's yeah, the yeah, worst. When you just like hit it right down the middle and you literally lose your ball. And the other yeah. one is hitting the ball in the fairway and landing in a divot. Yeah. Yeah, the divot, that divot one's good. The divot one's a really good one. It happened a lot to me, honestly. I can't think of the last time it happened. But... Oh yeah, because oh, I, the, the, the I, I completely understand you hitting a perfect, perfect drive right down the middle and you walk up to the ball and it's just in a just in a little tiny divot little sliver like a centimeter below the ground and you just you're like i i don't know what to do with this anymore yeah or also i would say honorable mention plugged in the bunker would be is also very bad up against like the lip or something yeah lip the state staying up on the lip against it or something like that that's you know, not, that i always thrive and i thrive in those types of shots for some reason yeah if there's one thing jeek can do on the golf course it's it's like weird bunker shots i will say yeah huh. I, I don't know why that's uh, maybe so it's, odd. maybe it's because i have like a toe weird. like 60 degree wedge and i just have good form on my bunker shots for some reason yeah it's weird <laughs> i can't do it i can't even chip like 
I, I joke. I oh, rather, like a wedge. I, I rather be yeah. in like a in a bunker than off the, like right off the green. Because zero finesse around. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Zero finesse in the game of golf, except for in the bunkers. It's actually yeah. unreal. Bunkers, I'm at least like oh two feet or less, but everywhere Sorry, else, you know that you know that 15th hole the par, or 14th hole the par three with like the uh, by the by the uh, halfway house with like the deep bunkers on the left and right. Yeah. That right bunker, Jeke can just like put it to like five feet every time. At least, yeah, it's actually that's actually oh crazy. God. I almost aim for that bunker if I'm. If I'm <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was a good that was a good part three. A little not impromptu, but like we kind of just weren't planning on it. Yeah. Shout out Ryan Minute for for the idea. Oh yeah, it was Ryan. Or also shout out me for three putting eight for par. But yeah, that's the spark it, but yeah, that was yeah, shout out Ryan. But yeah, hopefully everyone enjoys the Palmetto Championship uh this weekend and next weekend or next week is US Open US Week. Open. So, so that's gonna be fun. We'll see you then.